Father, we worship you tonight. We lift you up. We magnify your awesome, wonderful name tonight. You're a wonderful heavenly father. You're an awesome God. We worship you tonight. We thank you so much for your amazing love for us tonight. I thank you for each person who's here tonight. I thank you, Father God, you'll never give up on us. We thank you, Father God, for your amazing love. Thank you, Father. We worship you and praise you. Lift up the wonderful name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, everybody said. Amen. 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 Good to see you all. Give the Lord a hand. Amen. (laughs) Glad you came to church. You can be seated. (laughs) Amen. Good to see y'all. Hey, pray for our pastors. They're, uh, they're on vacation, and uh, uh, God did a very cool thing for them and provided a place for them. Someone gave them a place uh, on the beach, I believe, and uh, so uh, Pastor Bill loves the beach, and, and so uh, pray for them that they be encouraged, amen, encouraged and strengthened and just a great, great time. I know they're having a good time, amen. Thank God for our pastors. Aren't you glad? that Pastor Billy Joe Doherty obeyed God's call and started Victory Christian Center in Tulsa, Oklahoma a long time ago. And aren't you glad that our pastors from Lafayette originally obeyed God's call, left Lafayette, went to Tulsa, and sat under that anointed ministry. Amen? And then aren't you glad, seriously, that they obeyed God's call and came back to Lafayette and started Victory Christian Center so you and I would have an opportunity to hear the word, to get together, to be in this anointed environment Wednesday after Wednesday, Sunday after Sunday, to be taught the word, to grow up, to enjoy God's presence. Amen? I'm thankful they did that for us. Amen? So we need to continually honor them and uh, lift them up and pray for them and thank God for them. It's very important, I believe, that we continue to honor them and thank God for them. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. So I'm Dan. This is my wife, Kelly. We're the student ministry pastors uh, here at Victory, and uh, we've been in that position for a while. Um, Kelly works full-time. I think you do. Do you work full-time? You do, kind of. She manages uh, some properties, and then I work in banking in Lafayette full-time uh, for now. So, <clears throat> but, um, so it's an honor to, uh, to share tonight uh, from our pastor's pulpit. And so um, I'm believing that uh, God will use me tonight and speak through me in a powerful way. Amen? I'm believing for a good word in season that all of us need to hear that will take us wherever we're at and take us to a different level in Him. Amen? He can do that for us. Let's say our confession. <laughs> Amen. Here we go. You ready? I am here on purpose because I have a purpose. My heart is open. My mind is ready to receive because God is not finished with me yet. My best days are right in front of me, and I have victory in my life because Jesus lives in me. You need your glasses? <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say right there. Well, that's okay. Mm. It is. <laughs> that was it. Amen. All right, let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you for a wonderful night tonight. Uh, give us ears to hear, eyes to see, 
what the Holy Spirit is saying. Father, our hearts and minds are open to receive your wonderful living word. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We invite you to move in our hearts and minds tonight. We just give you free reign to do whatever you want to do. We honor you tonight. We lift up the wonderful name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, everybody said. Amen. Amen. I've got great news tonight. If you've come looking for bad news, you are in the wrong location. But uh, hey, our Heavenly Father, our loving Heavenly Father, He is the God of redemption. Everybody say redemption. redemption. It's never too late for you. It's never too late for me. He is not going to give up on you. Amen? Jesus said he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. You don't realize what I've done. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He's not going to give up on you. Amen? Your best days are ahead of you. Amen? That habit you've been trying to overcome, he's going to help you overcome it. And you're going to be free of it. Amen? The thing you've been struggling with, you're going to break out of that thing, and he's going to do it in your life, in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. He's the God of redemption. We can't go too far where he can't bring us back. Look at Peter. What an amazing example. You know, everybody, I feel like they kind of give Peter a hard time and, uh, um, you know, make fun of him a, uh, uh, make fun of him a little bit for how bold he was and, and, and how, you know, he would say things and, you know, and, and, and maybe say things out of turn, maybe when he wasn't supposed to, I don't know, but maybe it seemed like it. But boy, he was the guy that God used because of his boldness and his willingness to say what needed to be said. And so, but he's an amazing example of redemption at the, at the, um, you know, when, when they were coming to get Jesus and, uh, uh, Jesus said, you're going to, you guys, you're going to deny me. And Peter's like, nope, never. <laughs> I won't do it. I don't care what happened. I'm not going to deny you. I won't do it. And Jesus said, no, you'll do it three times, three times. And then you'll hear the rooster crow. And so we know the story, right? They came to get him and uh, they were like, there he is. There's one of them. There's one of them. And he said, no, 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 I, I don't, I don't know the man. But they kept pushing him a little. They pushed him even further, and they said, no, 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 he's one of them. And then it said he cursed the man who had been with Jesus for at least three years, walked with him, saw all the miracles, was a close friend of him, cursed, and said, I don't know the man. And uh, not soon after that, though, Jesus, after he was crucified, rose from the dead, appeared to Peter and the others, and then Jesus gave him some instructions. He said, go wait. Go wait together. And that which was promised in the book of Joel, the Holy Spirit, he's coming. I'm going to pour him out on the earth. And it's going to start with you. And so we see this amazing redemption happen in Peter's life. And uh, the same Peter that denied Jesus, even cursed when he denied him. This is not the message tonight, but... Um, I just want you to be encouraged to know that God's not going to give up on you, that, uh, that he is the God of redemption, and, and he'll use even the things that we've struggled with, he'll use those things in a powerful way in your life. Amen? And the book of um, Acts chapter 5, verse 16, not long after Peter was baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit... <clears throat> Listen to this. Believers were increasingly added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women, 
so that they brought the sick out into the streets. They laid the sick on beds and couches so that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them. A multitude gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem, bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were all healed. The same Peter that cursed and denied Jesus a short time before, he's filled with the Holy Spirit, he's redeemed, and now they bring sick people out and lay them in the street that his, his shadow heals them. Amen? Say redemption. redemption. Say God can use me. And then the book of Acts, chapter 9, verse 32. It came to pass as Peter went through all parts of the country that he also went down to the saints who dwell at Lydda, uh, dwelt in Lydda. And there he found a certain man named Aeneas who had been bedridden for eight years and he was paralyzed. I don't know what you look like after you've been in bed for eight years, but it can't be good. Verse 34, Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus the Christ heals you. Arise, make your bed. Then Aeneas rose immediately. So all who dwelt at Lydda and Sharon saw him, and they turned to the Lord. That's redemption. <laughs> Amen? Okay, go a little bit down a little further. It said, at Joppa there was a certain disciple named Tabitha, which is translated Dorcas. This woman was full of good works and charitable deeds, which she did. But it happened in those days that she became sick and she died. And when they had washed her, they laid her in an upper room. And since Lydda was near Joppa and the disciples had heard that Peter was there, they sent two men to him, imploring him not to delay coming to them. Then Peter arose. He went with them. When he had come, they brought him to the upper room and all the widows stood by him uh, weeping showing the tunics and the garments which Dorcas had made while she was with them. But Peter put them all out. He knelt down and he prayed. And turning to the body, he said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes. And when she saw Peter, she sat up. Then he gave her his hand and he lifted her up. And when he had called uh, the saints and widows, he presented her alive. And it became known throughout all Joppa and many believed on the Lord. Amen? Amen. That's amazing. <laughs> Amen? <clears throat> Jesus said, you and I will do even greater things. Amen? All right. The word of the Lord tonight is um, spiritually minded. Everybody say spiritually minded. Did you all see what the cost of a 30-second Super Bowl commercial was last Sunday? Anybody see that? $5 million for 30 seconds. That's right. Nothing to God, but something down here, right? 30 seconds, $5 million. That is over $166,000 per second. Uh, some of the advertisers, y'all saw them, right? Pepsi, Coca-Cola, Doritos. That was my favorite. M&M's, Pringles, Hyundai, Several <clears throat> beer companies. So um, what did they get for $5 million? They got 30 seconds of our mind. Everybody say mind. You know, the eyes and the ears are the gateway to the mind. And so for $5 million, the brightest marketing minds in the world, 
the marketing teams at these, you know, they didn't graduate from the fourth grade, right? <laughs> if you're on the marketing team at Pepsi, right? Harvard, Dartmouth, wherever, you know? Supposedly very smart people, and they have determined that $5 million for 30 seconds of our eyes and ears is a worthwhile ROI, return on investment. They've determined it's worth it. They've done the numbers, amen? They've determined, based on their research, that if they can get into our eyes and ears for 30 seconds, they can modify our behavior, right? They can change the way we think about something, which in turn could modify or change our behavior. Everybody's leaving. Should I be upset about this? <laughs> What's happening here? Does this happen when Pastor Bill preaches on Wednesday? Is this like a normal occurrence or is this me? <laughs> okay, strap your seatbelt on. Don't leave. Stop leaving. <laughs> okay. So, uh, you know, their plan was to influence behavior by uh, putting words and images and thoughts and ideas, uh, not necessarily thoughts. They wanted to give us thoughts, ideas into our eyes and ears. Amen? Everybody say, I am a spirit. I have a mind. I live in a body. <laughs> Did anybody eat food today? Let me see your hands, right? Anybody eat food yesterday? Me too. Anybody eat food the day before? Me too. Has anybody eaten food seven consecutive days? Me too. <laughs> Has anybody eaten food 30 consecutive days? Me too. 365, I actually haven't fasted for over a year, I know. So I've eaten food 365 consecutive days, right? <clears throat> have you noticed that uh, most people have a habit of regular, consistent feeding of the body, right? Very consistent, very regular. Most people don't skip a day, right? They don't skip a day without feeding the body. Back to the mind. <clears throat> if the brightest marketing minds in the world are confident that 30 seconds of influencing the mind is worth $5 million, that their return on investment will in turn influence our behavior, can you imagine the impact of a two-hour movie? on the mind? Can you imagine the impact of a four-minute song, a four-minute impure, ungodly song that, you know, I heard on the, the bus from kindergarten through sixth grade, listened to secular radio, and every single one of those songs got in my little heart, and I, can, I got them all memorized. 1975 to 1981, all those songs, got them all. I hear them on the radio today. I can sing every word of every song. <clears throat> can you imagine the potential impact on our behavior? The brightest marketing minds in the world think that 30 seconds is worth $5 million. What does a four-minute song potentially do that we listen to over and over and over? How about a junior high student that listens to a song over and over and over and over and over again and hides that, hides those words in, 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 in their heart and... and and allows those words into their ears and sees, sees images and allows those things. Imagine how that potentially impacts their behavior. 
Um, <clears throat> Romans chapter 8, verses 5 and 6. The word of the Lord tonight is spiritually minded. Romans 8, 5 and 6 says, Those who live according to the flesh set their minds, set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, they set their mind on the things of the Spirit. And here's the verse that we want to focus on tonight a little bit. For to be carnally or worldly minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Amen? Physical death, maybe not immediately, but the walking dead. The walking dead. To be worldly minded turns a person into the walking dead. Alive, but not living. Going through the motions. Just existing. Alive, but not living. That's worldly minded. That is the impact of allowing the toxic culture into the mind. Amen? God has something better for you and me. He's got something better for you and me. He's got something better. He's got something better. We can be spiritually minded, and we can have life, and we can have peace. We don't have to partake in the confusion and the chaos that's happening in a toxic culture. We don't have to be part of it. But we have to take control over what we're allowing into the eyes and into the ears to get into the mind, which will impact potentially our behavior, but it certainly impacts the condition of our heart and impacts our well-being. You can have life and peace every day. Every day. Regardless of circumstances, regardless if you're not treated right, regardless if you're cheated on, regardless if you're lied to, regardless if you're stolen from, regardless if you're mistreated, regardless if you've been abused, today, going forward, you can have life and peace every day because you can be spiritually minded. Amen? But we've got to, we've got to, we have to, uh, be very purposeful, right, about what we allow into the eyes and into the ears. And we cannot allow worldly things. I, one thing I love about Victory Christian Center, it's never been about what we can't do. Amen? You know, it's never been about you can't do this and you can't do that. I love the freedom that I found in this place. The freedom that I found in this place. And it, and it, and it has been all about what we can do. Amen? But the challenge is our culture has become so toxic that we have to set a guard. We have to set a filter over the eyes, over the ears to protect our minds so we can have the abundant life and the peace that God has promised us. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. How do we stay spiritually minded? Matthew 4, 4, Jesus was in the middle of temptation. You know, the enemy... Um, He's going to come with temptation. You know what you're tempted with. I know what I'm tempted with. <clears throat> He's going to come with temptation again. We have to be ready, amen, to overcome the temptation. And we can be ready. 
<laughs> and we can overcome the temptation. It is possible in him. In Jesus Christ, it is possible to overcome. Amen? We don't have to partake in the confusion. We don't have to be underneath. We can overcome. Amen? Matthew 4, 4. <clears throat> Jesus had just, uh, he was alone in the wilderness. He had just fasted 40 days. And the devil came and the devil was tempted him or tempting him. He said, if you're the son of God. The devil's always trying to <clears throat> accuse us of, of, you know, don't you realize who you really are? You faker. He's a liar. Amen. <clears throat> so he said, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread. Well, he was probably pretty hungry after 40 days. But Jesus answered and he said this. It's written, man shall not live. Everybody say live. Man shall not live by bread or food, I put in parentheses. Man shall not live by food alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. I think Jesus was talking about living, like being alive. Amen? Not just like existing, not walking dead. He's talking about abundant life. Like, like you won't have abundant life if you only eat food. He's like, you're going to have to eat my word. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> Have you noticed that most people seem to be feeding their body but not feeding their spirit regularly, regularly, and this is not meant uh, to be condemnation. Y'all know that. This is tremendous encouragement from the Lord tonight. Amen? That we can overcome, that we can go up, that he's got something better for us. <clears throat> but uh, people are feeding their bodies day after day after day after day, but they're not feeding their spirits. And so their spirits are getting weak. And so when temptation keeps coming, their spirits aren't built up. Their spirit has not been fed. And so they keep succumbing to temptation and falling because they haven't fed their spirit. We got to get our spirit strong. Amen? Y'all know Rodney, good friend of ours, sheriff deputy, Mr. Bodybuilder. How old is he? 50-some? Gee whiz. He's older than Pastor Chris. <laughs> It's Pastor Chris's son, right? But you, you, you've all seen Rodney. You know, has he ever been out of shape one day in his life? No, he started working out when he was real young, and he has been very consistent. He's trained his body, and now you see the results. Gee whiz. Woo, right? He looks great, right? <clears throat> well, what if he stopped training and stopped eating the right foods? You know, a week later, he might look the same. He is getting older, though. Uh, a, month, a month later, we're going to start to see a difference. Six months later, there's definitely going to be a difference. A year later, we're going to start to see a difference, <clears throat> a significant difference. Same thing with our spirits. We cannot neglect our spirits. We have to feed our spirits if we want to have the abundant life and peace that Jesus has for us. He has promised it, but we have to feed on something other than what the world is feeding on. Amen? Everybody say, feed our spirits. <laughs> Tell the person next to you, be strong in the spirit. Renew your mind. Be spiritually minded. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Romans 12, 1 and 2. The apostle Paul said, I beseech. You know... I read that verse, and I never really knew what beseech meant. I looked it up. It says to ask someone urgently. 
Paul says, I'm asking you urgently, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. And now he talks about our three-part being here. He said, present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God. This is your reasonable service. Don't be conformed to this world. Here's the key. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. People want life and peace. It's found in renewing our minds and feeding our spirits. We can't starve our spirits and stuff our bodies. We can't just allow anything into our minds. We become transformed when we fill our minds with God's word. We say what God says. We think what God thinks. We fill our minds with God's thoughts, his ideas, his words that come from him. God's ideas, God's nature, God's standards, they're all contained in his word. Amen? <laughs> Back up five chapters from Romans 12, and listen, what, listen how Paul is talking, okay? <clears throat> Romans, uh, this is Romans 7, 18. Paul's talking about his body. He says, I know that in me, that is, in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to, and he's talking about this struggle between his flesh and his mind and his spirit. He's talking about this battle. <clears throat> he said, I know that in me, that is, in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good I do not find. Pastor Billy Joe Doherty said in one of his books, he says, to have a heart that is filled with the life of God, but to continue in sin will bring guilt, condemnation, and frustration. Verse 24, the Apostle Paul says this. This is back in Romans 7. In verse 24, the Apostle Paul said, Who will deliver me from this body of death? He's talking about this, this struggle with the flesh to overcome the body. But verse 25, everybody say verse 25. There's the answer. He said, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen? And then Romans 8, 11, he goes on and he talks about the victory that, that we have. He says, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life. Everybody say life. life. He'll also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. <laughs> and then he goes on in Romans 12, 2, and he says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And then in 2 Peter 1, 3, I don't think I had that scripture back there, but uh, I wanted to read that. 2 Peter one, three, I'll just go there. <clears throat> Trying out a new Bible. It's not all marked up. A little tougher. Second Peter 1, 3 says, God's divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Amen. The abundant life that we're looking for, it's found in his word. <clears throat> Billy Joe talks about in his book that the transformation, that the renewing of the mind happens. It happens. It will happen in your life. It'll happen in my life 
if we feed on the word, if we feed on the word, if we feed on the word, if we feed on the word. He said it happens if we increase in five areas related to God's word. Number one, reading it. Number two, hearing it. Number three, meditating it. Number four, speaking it. And number five, praising God for his word. He said if you'll increase in those five areas related to the word, sin will want nothing to do with you. (laughs) You'll push it out. Amen? (laughs) He said, uh, Pastor Billy Joe said, you put so much of the word of God inside of you, sin will quit you. It won't want to stay around you. (laughs) It's such, it's tremendous hope for us. Amen? That this life-giving, life-changing word, we have access to it. And if we'll read it and hear it and meditate it and speak it and praise God for it, he'll do a work supernaturally. We won't have to do the work. He'll do the work for us. He'll do it. If we'll set a filter over our eyes Set a filter over our ears and be very purposeful. Not religious. Not religious. Not, oh, we're not, I can't do that. But wanting something better. Amen? Set a filter over the eyes, a filter over the ears of what we allow into the mind. And then read it and hear it and meditate it and speak it and praise God for it. He will do a work. It will happen. Amen? It'll happen. (laughs) amen thank you lord we'll have the peace that we're looking for amen thank you jesus hallelujah thank you father praise the lord romans 8 5 and 6 those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh but those who live according to the spirit the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally or worldly minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. You know, just some practical things. We're so fortunate today. We have access um, to so many different resources to get the Word in us. Amen? YouTube has become my friend. Right? My fancy new TV, it's got YouTube. I can just press my remote and say, YouTube. Whoop, pops up on the TV. And then I say, uh, Rama, singers and band. <laughs> oh, yeah, 1990. Country, hokey. But man, I'm going to tell you what. Listen, listen. Anointed, word filled music. Is it cool? Probably not. I don't care. <laughs> Serious, I was on the way home from work today, and I had it cranked up. I, I have all these. When God, God moved in my life, when I went out to Tulsa and visited Rama uh, in the early 90s, and uh, I experienced the presence of God like I had never seen before, right? And I heard the word of faith, and it did something in me, and it, it definitely changed me. I've gotten away from, away from uh, some of that music. I haven't li- listened to it for a long time. Well, I grabbed a hold of it a couple weeks ago, and I cannot get enough of it now. (laughs) It's so wonderful. Man, I was on the way home from work today, and uh, 
I had one of these songs, and I think this is the blood-bought church, right? And uh, it's, just, it's, like, it's like taking the word and just going, <laughs> ah, it's amazing. All their songs, it's just straight word. And as they're singing, it's like, oh, there's a verse, there's a verse. I heard that. That's the word. That's the word. It's just wonderful. And so I had, and, and I was having this thought, you know, because I've been getting excited about this. And uh, I had this thought, I was like, man, I want, my kids aren't going to think I'm cool if I keep doing this. <laughs> right? I wonder if they'll think I'm weird at the church if I get too excited about this. And all of a sudden, I just got really excited. I was like, devil, you are a liar. I'm not going to worry about what anybody thinks. I've come too far. I've done too much. I don't care anymore. Amen? Amen? It's like I was, I was, I'm going to cross over. I'm going to do it. I'm just going to go for it. Amen? <laughs> Who's with me? Let's go. <laughs> hey, listen. Let's just do it like we want to do it. Amen? Let's go there. Amen? <laughs> Amen. So I cranked it up. And I, oh, I was I was worshiping. I don't even know what the people beside me thought. I don't care. So Pastor Bill texted me right after I did that. And he said, he said, praise God. I know tonight's going to be an awesome service and, and praying for you and have a great time. Thanks so much for, I'll read you what he said here. <laughs> have a great service tonight. Thanks for sharing. I know it will be awesome. Well, I had just had a praise party in my car, so I'm like, oh, praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Bill. Amen. He probably thought I was bananas. <laughs> True story. That happened. You and I will face temptation every day to allow our minds and our bodies to rule us instead of our spirit man. Romans 8.14 says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Jesus faced every temptation that you and I will ever face. He overcame. He's our example. Amen. When Jesus faced temptation in Matthew chapter 4, <clears throat> some varieties of different types of temptation, he overcame by speaking the word. He said, it is written, man shall not live by food alone. But by every word that comes from the mouth of God, he said, it is written. And then the third time he said, it is written. And after he overcame the third temptation, said the devil left him, angels came and ministered to Jesus. We know the book of James says, resist the devil and he will flee. Amen. So we resist him by speaking the word, speaking the word, speaking the word. He'll leave and angels will come and minister to you. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. <clears throat> the key is to feed our spirit on God's word. And uh, by feeding our spirit God's word, it has this amazing effect on the mind. It renews the mind, washes the mind, refreshes the mind with God's word. Hebrews 4.12. <clears throat> I think we have this scripture. Hebrews 4.12 says the word of God is living. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces even to the division of soul. We know that our soul is comprised of our mind, our will, our emotions. So the word of God, it'll pierce to the division of our mind, will, and emotions, and our spirit. And of joints and marrow, it's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The more we feed on this word, the more we renew our mind, refresh, refresh our mind, wash our mind on a daily basis, we're going to know if we're hearing from the spirit. Amen. We're going to know if it's our mind having wacky thoughts or if it's the Spirit of God leading us where He would have us to go. Amen? But we've got to feed on the Word of God. 
Feed on the new covenant. Feed on the New Testament. Amen? Feed on the Word. The deciding factor for you and I is the renewing of the mind with God's Word. Number one, reading it. Number two, hearing it. Okay, so what I've been doing lately also, the other day I read the first eight books of Acts, and then I got my Bible app on my phone, and then I just listened to it over and over and over and over again. And so those, 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 those examples of God using Peter, that was from, that was from just those 30 minutes, you know, of, uh, of reading it and then, and then washing my mind, hearing it from off the app on my phone. Amen? And then when you need it, it's there, and it'll spring up. It'll spring up so God can use it. He'll speak it through you to minister to others, and he'll speak it through you to overcome temptation. He'll speak it through you to overcome depression. He'll speak it through you to overcome that habit that you're breaking free of. He'll speak it through you to overcome in every area of life. Amen? Amen. Say, I'm an overcomer. Say, his word in me has made me an overcomer. Amen. Paul said in Ephesians chapter 4, Verses 22 through 24, he said, Put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Amen. If you don't like, you know, early 90s country uh, rhema music, no problem. How much amazing anointed worship is available today. Amen. And it's all on YouTube. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Elevation worship, Hillsong United worship, Hillsong Live, Jesus Culture. That's my favorite, actually. We had Jesus Culture in the house last night. Amen. On YouTube, on the TV. It was great. It was great. It was great. It was great. Your kids will like you better. They'll like you better. Amen? When, when, you have, when you're manifesting abundant life and walking in peace, your kids will like you a lot better. Amen? They won't think you're weird. They'll like you. <laughs> Amen? I'm serious. That's what I found. <laughs> Amen. The renewing of the mind is a daily process. You and I don't have to participate in the confusion that the world offers. We can live in the world, but we can be set apart from the world. It is absolutely possible for you and I to walk in total peace if we simply control what we allow into our mind, through our eyes, through our ears. We'll find ourselves enjoying the full life of peace that God has promised. Amen. Hey, Brother David, when do you pray on Saturday mornings over there? Boy, that might be fun. What time are you there? 7 a.m. Open to anybody. The men are praying. Okay, 7 a.m. Saturday. It's awfully early. Ooh, boy. I'm going to be there. All right, amen. And you're here on Sundays. What days? First and third Sundays here at 6 praying. Amen. In the evening. Yeah, not in the morning. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty sure God's getting ready to do something. Oh, that's for boys and girls. Good. Or men and women. (laughs) God's getting ready to do something special at Victor Christian Center. Amen.
If we have people praying at 7 a.m. on Saturday morning, not so you'll think he's fancy, because God's put it on his heart, and people doing that in the back, God's getting ready to do something. I'm excited about it. Amen. It's going to be good. Our best days are straight ahead at Victory Christian Center. Amen. <laughs> Our pastors have worked and worked it, man. <laughs> Faithful people. We don't look to man, I understand. Our focus is on Jesus. Our focus is on the Word. But thank God we have faithful pastors, man. And they've worked it, and God is going to reward the work of their hand. Amen? Amen. Mm -hmm. Yep, we're going to see it. It's going to be good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to pray for you tonight. If you're here... And you need a, um, a breakthrough in your home, breakthrough in your family, just a refreshing, a renewal uh, in your life, in your family, with your children, all that type of thing. I'm going to pray for you tonight. So um, if that's you, I'm going to have you come down to the altar here in just a few minutes. And uh, we'll pray together and just agree that God's going to move in your life in a powerful way. From this night forward, in Jesus' name, amen? <clears throat> so Philippians chapter 4, verses 5 through 9, uh, the Apostle Paul shows us the filter through which we have to run things through. And if it can't get through this filter, we can't let it into our eyes and ears, okay? And so here it is, Philippians 4, 5 through 9. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So he gives us that amazing promise, all right, to be anxious for nothing. Give the care to God. Ask him to deal with it. He'll fill your heart and mind with peace. And then he tells us what to do. He says, now here's how you walk it out continually. I'll do a supernatural work in your life. I'll lift the burden off of your life. I'll break the habit off of your life. I'll fill your heart with joy, your mind with peace. I'll do a supernatural work. And now you do this and you can walk it out. And it'll be more than a mountaintop experience for you. You can walk it out. You can experience it every day. He says, finally, brethren, here's the filter. So I just got a new air filter the other day on the car. And uh, it's clean. The old one was dirty. So I think of this scripture as a filter through which things have to get through. If they don't measure up to this filter, then we can't let them through. Can't let them into our home. Can't let them into the eyes and into the ears if we want that abundant life and peace. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate. Everybody say meditate. Meditate on these things. And then Paul says, The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. 
and the God of peace will be with you. Well, where do we find out about the things that Paul learned and received and heard and saw? We, we see it in the, the letters that he wrote. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, and Thessalonians, and Corinthians. Amen? That, that's how we find out what Paul learned and received and heard and saw. Amen? We read his letters, and, and we read the, the mystery that he said has been revealed to him. That abundant life, full life, the free life, it's in Jesus. Amen? Hallelujah. Everybody say, feed your spirit. Renew your mind. Amen.